Hey guys, welcome to Enough. We, this is episode number eight. Can you believe this? Eight. This is really, has been one of those things that we talked about, dreamed about, and then it's come to fruition, and it has been so wonderful. Our purpose of putting together this podcast is to really pour into women so that we can send out the message that we have, we, Didi and I, have -hmm. had enough with the world telling us who we are and how we should show up, and that God has created us to be enough. So therefore, we already have everything we need inside of us. We just need to tap into it. So number eight, like, that's amazing. Um, I'm, I just feel so grateful. It is. I'm really excited. And um, these episodes are so fun for us to do as well because we have so many takeaways after our conversations. And this all started from our conversations that we would have on runs. And it was really great. And then we would take what we gleaned from those conversations to the communities we served. And we thought, how great would it be to invite people in to the conversation that we have amongst ourselves? So Yes, and here's something super exciting. I haven't told you this yet. Tell me. So my husband listened to, I think it's episode number three on stress, which was a really important one. Mm -hmm. And so he just listened to it maybe today on a run. I'm not sure. He just brought it to me later this morning, and he said... I listened to your podcast on stress. He said, it was so good. He took notes. He stopped running and took notes. I mean, I'm just like, what? And he said, I really feel like I need to share it with my staff. And he went back to the, the, the milk spilt or, you know, so-and-so spilled the milk about the blame game that's done Mm -hmm. is about things that happen and I just was tickled pink that he, first off, took notes on our podcast, but also wanted to share it. And I, I couldn't wait to tell you because I just thought that that was amazing. So I'm so excited. And I love the feedback we've gotten from people that mm-hmm. we have addressed things that they're thinking. And so if there's ever, we love feedback. If there is ever a topic that you would like us to talk about, Please um, go to our Facebook page, www.liveyourdesign.life, and there's a contact form at the bottom of that page. There's a message you can insert in that, and uh, reach out to us and let us know if there's a, a topic you'd like us to cover. Or please go to our face, Live Your Design Facebook page and stick a comment in there because we do want to be talking about relevant topics for all women out there and and people not just women i mean we do have a heart to speak into women but um we've gotten some amazing responses back from males also so all right so this week i get to bring the questions and i'm really excited about these three questions to ask you because a lot of times i feel like i know what i think you're gonna answer in some of them but i have no idea what you're gonna say on some of these so okay first shoot If you had an entire weekend, distraction-free, you're going to be by yourself, an entire weekend, would you read a book, have a movie marathon, or binge watch a series? I'm going to take movie marathon off of the table because that's just something that I don't do. 
That's not true. Oh gosh, this is tough. I can't say all of the above. Um, okay. When I have had a weekend, I'm going to go back to the days when I used to be able to travel with my husband once in a while and then he had meetings and I would read a book because that is not something I take time to do on a daily basis at home. And I love getting into a good book. I mean, it's one of my favorite things. Yet right now, I can't tell you the last book that I just started reading and couldn't stop because I haven't been by myself in... Uh, let's see a very long time right now so yeah I would love to have a weekend just to dig into a good juicy book that the characters can't just put down. can't put down yeah okay good good I didn't know what you were gonna say on that one so these are super random all mixed up what did you want to be when you were little I always wanted to be a teacher and that's and for the years that I worked before children I taught school for a couple years but that I don't remember wanting to be anything else other than a teacher what's interesting is now that I'm picking a career to go back to I'm choosing not to go back to teaching although I have the highest admiration for teachers but I still feel like I teach yeah, just not in the classroom mm -hmm. students. So I, I followed what my heart was telling me to do through college. I got to spend a couple years. Then my kids were my pupils. And now I feel like I still do teaching just on a different level. Awesome. Okay, last one. What is one recipe that you are going to pass down to your children? All right. So my children would... My Grandma Rose banana bread is one. So when Ben and I had a bridal, before we got married, there was a um, shower. Shower. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a bridal shower that was given for me, and everybody was to bring a recipe. So I did gain some really great family recipes. Yeah. The one I've made consistently that my kids love and that always turns out delicious is my Grandma Rose banana bread. So that will be a recipe I would assume is gonna be, the kids are gonna want it, um, and it will continue to be passed down through generations. Very good. So those are your three questions, Yay. and I learned something new about you today. Well, let me, it's so you're taking on. me, and I said this topic may be all over the place, so this yeah. I'm kind of taking it down another road, but there was a time in my marriage where I realized I was so uninvested and it was back in the days when we had an answering machine, you know, so, and Ben would call and I answered and the answering machine had already turned on. So it was taping me, our conversation as I was speaking. And I was like, you know, just, yeah, yeah, I don't know, fine, yeah, bye. And when I listened to myself, this, cold, abrupt, one-word answer, I was embarrassed. I thought, why does he even call me? Because when I listened to myself, I wouldn't want to talk to me. So I guess that just I'm kind of addressing like the changes or when do we, how do yeah, we keep investing right. like, or, or mm -hmm. plugging in or, 
and and a lot of times if you've been married as many years as we have there's sometimes there's certain hurts or things in there that don't even feel like our spouse is and people may feel i'm not just speaking about us like in general that they're not owed a the time for you to make extra effort to look nice or they're not owed you planning a date for them for you to be together or they're not owed a special outfit to put on when you're alone or they're not owed you know like mm -hmm. so there's things that play into that but it just I started thinking in general how easy it is to just not that doesn't matter anymore how we're behaving how we're dressing how we're showing up for them mm -hmm. and it's a very good signal to, if that's not a consideration of ours then that's a very good signal of maybe how things are going. Yeah, and how we're even taking care of ourselves is so easy to let it slip. And I think there gets to be a comfort level with that person too. And so, and, and you allow other distractions to take away from your intention of being with that person. I think it's really important that you stay intentional about dating each other, showing up well for each other. It's so easy to let that slip though because you do just get into this, one, a level of comfort, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. Um, and you can easily slip into apathy. You take for granted somebody that is going to be there and you just become apathetic about doing things with yeah, them. Yeah, I don't have to go the extra step mm -hmm. because they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Or you're tired. Or they say they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But they do. I mean, you like when Ben gets dressed up and yes. you go out on a date night. And I like when Ken does. And, um... Or when they take the extra time to just maybe put on some cologne that you like or something like that. Right. Sure no, it does. It, there's there's a message to you that being with you feels special. Yes. When, yeah. when there's an extra effort made to prepare mm -hmm. yourself. With our relationship, years ago we were talking about this and I said, we have some good friends and she said it was always a Prince Charming type of relationship with him. It still is. I mean, it's really sweet to see them. And if you go to their house, one time she and I were watching a show we liked together, and he, can I get you something to drink? I made you a special cocktail. I made these little snacks for you. And he would come and check in on us. And I said, is he like this all the time? She goes, yeah. And even their wedding, there was this pretty little balcony that looked like a Juliet balcony off of the church. And she said, we have always just had that kind of a relationship. And I said, hmm, Ken and I are more like a pair of blue jeans that you just slip into and it's comfortable. You know, that favorite pair of jeans that just fit right. You, you look forward to putting them on. And I was like, that is more of the relationship that we have. It's just comfortable. But we had to make sure that it didn't become apathetic. Because mm. comfortable is wonderful. Good. Yeah. I That's mean, not bad. 
Like, I didn't feel less than. Yeah. That she had a... That's how she described her relationship. I was very happy with it being comfortable because I like blue jeans. I like a really comfy We're pair both of jeans. wearing blue jeans right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, today when I pulled up to your house, I saw uh-huh. your oldest daughter leave with um, the guy that she's currently dating. Yes. And he opened the door for her mm-hmm. and she got in the car and then he shut the door and he walked around. And I had this, uh, these just these happy feelings. Now, and so he I started, does that every single time, and his dad does that for his mom. So Ben used to do that for me, and mm-hmm. this is no, I know exactly when it stopped. And I don't even, there's nothing in me that, I'm not saying I even desire for him to do that for me again. Most of the time we have places to go in a time period, that would like take right. extra time. But it was fun to watch that with Mm -hmm. your daughter but we stopped when we had carriers to insert into the car or car kids to click in yeah that's when the door opening and closing stopped because somebody had it just wasn't us two he wasn't like opening the door for me what he was doing as an act of service was putting one of my children in a car seat and getting them clicked in safely. That took mm-hmm. something off my plate. So I know ex- I know exactly when it stopped, and I'm okay with it. Like he's he's gonna listen to us and be like, I need to open the door for Nicole again. And that's not what I'm saying because, but it was sweet to watch, and yes. that's really what made me think, what are the things that we do so early on to win someone's heart over, and then. And we don't have to do all of them. Courting is a very, I mean, that's a specific yeah, time yeah, of trying yeah. to win someone over. But do we just let it all go? No, absolutely not. If you are courting somebody to win them over, that's awful. Truly, because that's saying, I'm going to show up this way for you right now just because I want you to be mine. And then once I have you, it's over. <laughs> That's terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. It happens, though. It does happen. <laughs> it's a thing. It yes. does happen. And Ken, um, he will still open the door for me on date nights, but it's a special occasion. Um, I love those kinds of things. I think it's sweet. I like to see men in general doing things like that for women opening car doors, opening restaurant doors. If they see a, a lady that's taking her groceries out, helping her unload, I, unload her groceries, I think that's really sweet. And I've told Ken before, um, if you ever see a pregnant lady, like in Target or Walmart or something like that, or the grocery store, you help her. You help her. Because there would be times when I was like, I am so big and pregnant and tired and nobody is going to help me pick all this stuff up into my car. You know, men would just walk by and I was like, you help her. Just be kind. And I think it's sweet when people do that kind of thing. But one thing um, that we did do a couple of years ago, I looked at Ken and I said, you know, our lives are about to change. Our oldest is going away to school in a couple of years, and then our second will be behind her shortly. And I don't know why, I don't know what happens. 
to make two people one day look up at each other across the table and say, I don't know you anymore. But I know it happens. Yeah, you hear about it all the time. Yes. And I said, I think we should go talk to somebody and just get like a checkup Mm. on where we are. And I am a huge advocate of counseling or guidance, whatever you want to call it. I'm a huge, huge advocate of those checks in life in all areas, especially in your marriage, because that relationship is so important and it does change over time. Yeah, that actually is the part of where I think for a lot of couples, things get mucked up is you invest so much in the kids. Mm -hmm. So first you were investing in each other Then the kids came along. You invested so much in the kids. You let yourself go. He let himself go. He let the ability to wanting to please you because really what you were doing is tag teaming everything that was going on. You know, I mean, there's some families that parents have to split up to run kids every single night to different sports in different places. They're not sitting Mm -hmm. down even at the dining room table together. And so, and then that's when the, apathy starts I mean it's just being make being intentional about being the wife to this man and you know I'm speaking I'm really speaking to women well we could speak this happens with both men and women Mm -hmm. but I what I don't like is somebody to have a impression of because he's not doing it I'm not going to do it Mm-hmm. Because it really does make a difference when one person makes a change to invest. Like, it, it can make a difference. You yeah. Know, what is that? Um, there was a book we did years ago. We did it in a Sunday school class, I believe. There's a movie that goes with Fireproof. Do, yes. Do you know that book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kirk Cameron was in the movie. Yes. He was involved. He might have written the book. I don't know who wrote the book, but... The book basically was a daily checklist of things you could do as a wife or husband, depending on who picked up the book and made the conscious effort to do it. The daily checklist, and you're not supposed to tell your spouse you're doing it. So it's it's investing, saying, I'm going to be intentional on these different things of going through every day. And you don't, you're not expecting your spouse to give you anything in return. You're not even telling them you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So... I don't think I've ever made it through the whole checklist. I've started it a couple times. Day one, if I remember correctly, is go the whole day without criticizing your spouse. So I did this okay. with some girlfriends. There was a group of us that were doing it together. We were gonna do this together, go through the checklist, and we were reporting back to each other every day. Accountability group. So one of them was go through the day without criticizing your spouse once. If you fail, you do day one over again. If you fail, you do day one over again. I had one girlfriend, and she was like on day seven. We were on day seven. She was still on day one. It was so interesting. (laughs) But Ben figured it out that I was doing it because there was one day that I was supposed to, I don't remember what the task was, but whatever the task was, scratching his back was how I was fulfilling this task. He loves to have his back scratched. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. 
I don't want mine scratched. If I have a little itch, I use my finger. It's taken care of. Like, I don't get the whole concept of the overall back scratch and the way that it just, he just thinks it's the best ever. So I was giving him this intense back scratch without him asking because he usually asked for it. I yes. just did it. And he was like, okay, what, are you doing that book? Because <laughs> I don't even <laughs> he knew it. He knew it. And I was like, yeah. Like, okay, so my question is, if he knew it, and he knew that was one of the days, why wasn't he doing it? I don't, he didn't even know that I got this group together. Oh, okay. He didn't know. Okay. Like, I okay. was trying to be like, I need to step it up as a wife. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I'm going to, I'm going to start doing this book. I need to find some girlfriends to do it with me for accountability partners. And then we were doing it. He didn't know anything about it. Okay. But he figured it out because the big back scratch without him saying, hey, babe, can you scratch my back? I just started doing it. And he and then he knew about the book. So okay. he knew I was doing it, which I was busted. So but. one of the things you said, um, and it triggered something in my mind, and you said during those years you're tag teaming it. And then you are also... Um, alternating you're going in different directions because you're each taking kids to after school activities and things and I would say that is actually almost a best case scenario because you have a partner who's invested in the family life but the truth is a lot of people are not a partnership in that it's true and a lot of times it falls on the on the wife, mm-hmm. the mom, and she's making the lunches and she's helping with the homework and taking to all the after school activities. And a lot of times also having to work or choosing to work in the middle of that. And so, so many responsibilities, even taking care of the bills, all the house stuff, all of that is falling on her shoulders. Yes. And it's not a tag team. It's not a partnership. And so I think it's really easy for little um, resentments to build up mm-hmm. and for bitterness to creep in. And you're like, okay, I am so tired because I'm having to do all this. And now I have to pour into you and you're not doing anything like, if you would do one of those things, I would have enough energy to maybe give you some attention. And a lot of times, the moms are the ones that are getting up with the babies at night. Yes. And let's add in right now with the schooling thing going on. That yeah. burden has fallen on to the majority of mothers. I, I know that's not true around the board as mm-hmm. as a overall rule, but majority of women have been burdened with figuring out the distance learning scenarios and helping their kids out through it, no matter with all the things they're doing. So that, that adds like another thing on top of it with, yeah. with what they're doing. Yeah. And so then you have, get somebody, you have somebody who is doing so much for so many people and is feeling neglected. It just is a recipe for like, I am trying to survive. I am trying to get these kids what they need and now I need to unselfishly 
give you a back scratch? Are you kidding me? Like, I haven't even had a shower today. Well, that was what my friend that was stuck in day one. You know, yeah, like, the, yeah. that was that stuck in day one situation. So, the reason this last week you and I mm-hmm. had two one-day retreats that we were facilitators at, our brief mm-hmm. retreats, and that was wonderful. Yes. We, one of the exercises one of the facilitators presented an exercise that we kind of went and rated our satisfaction of different areas of our life Mm -hmm. and my intimacy rating was it, it definitely fell short so i mean that's really where this topic comes from i looked into myself this week during that retreat here i'm there to facilitate to other people but i i came out of it really I know the efforts I'm putting forward right now, and I don't know that I, no, I know clearly from that wheel and rating of my satisfaction and where I'm at that I am falling short. And that doesn't mean that I truly rated myself. I didn't rate how he makes me feel. Mm -hmm. I rated what I was doing, what I was investing, how satisfied am I with the investment I was making. That's how I chose to rate. And it was pretty mediocre, which was eye-opening to me and kind of stinks. But also the one good thing is I know that that can be changed. Like, yeah, like that. It's my investment could change today. Mm -hmm. And so that's good news. Yeah, that is good news. And the other good news is if you are in a relationship where you are not feeling loved on, you're feeling neglected, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that in the future you're you can't feel that intimacy in your relationship again. But what it does mean is you really have to give it to God mm. and you have to say, my heart is hurting right now and I'm really um, I'm really not wanting to invest in this relationship and get honest with how much you do want to invest in it or not want to invest in it and then and then just ask the Lord to help you and to show you what are my next steps what? Do you want me to do as his wife? What have you called me to do as a mother? And honor that commitment that you made before the Lord to love and honor and serve that person because at the end of the day, that person is God's child too. And you get to love on that person in a unique way in this life that nobody else gets to. You get to share God's love in a marriage relationship with that person. And so you're not answering to how he responds to you. You're answering to God on how you're loving his child. I love that, Dee Dee. That is so. That is so powerful. I'm really. That is true on how we are called to show up in marriage. When we make that vow, it is not. We didn't vow to always respond 
to, we're not called to respond in in marriage to our husbands. We're called to respond to God as the wife of this man that we have married and loved on. And it also, I love the way you ended it, is the fact that honoring God means loving our husband well. It doesn't mean because of the way they love us, then we will love them back well. Right. So I'm, I'm going to end with what you just said because it was beautiful and it was perfect. Can I add a little something yeah. to that, actually? We are talking about um, loving, your, loving your spouse because that's God's child, despite how they treat you. That does not mean... Mm-hmm. that there's a reason to stay in an abusive relationship. Absolutely. And there are a lot of um, women who are enduring abuse, and it doesn't just mean being hit. It's not just physical abuse. And um, I really want to encourage you that if you are in a relationship that is abusive, step out and ask for help and um this was not an advocate that this was not us advocating you stay in any relationship because in leaving then you have failed your commitment to the lord that's not that that's not what we're saying and i think that is an important message that we need to get out there too Mm -hmm. because there um there are times when you need to get out of a relationship yeah you need to seek godly assistance and yes. going forward yes so you know we are not saying to stay in that relationship but you pray with the lord about it and you do you you get help and maybe that help is counseling mm-hmm. maybe that help is you need to go somewhere else but you have the courage to do both Mm-hmm. Because you have to have courage to stay in a relationship where it is um, not ideal. It's not abusive, but you sure aren't being loved on and you are feeling neglected. That takes courage to say, you're not loving me very well right now, but I'm still going to love you the way that the Lord has called me to love you. And it also takes courage to say, this is a very dangerous relationship for me and possibly even my children. Mm. And, and, I, and I don't mean necessarily, I mean, in the end you talked about it being physically and mentally dangerous. Early on, we just talked about just dangerous as far as fostering a healthy relationship and sh- showing your children a healthy relationship and keeping yourself with a healthy relationship with the Lord. Like in general, mm-hmm. like it being complacent is dangerous. And yeah. so I hope that through this, because of the realization I had this week that some women can kind of check themselves too and just really think about where they're at as far as I love it. It's such a great topic. It really is because nobody ends up when you, when you get married, nobody says, well, this is going to be my first husband. And then my second husband, like, no, it is the happily ever after, but, um, it's hard to stay there especially when you're not being intentional. That's right. Mm -hmm. So if you would like more information about our coaching, our other podcast, or to see what we're doing on social media, 
Check us out at www.liveyourdesign.life.